This is the Pete and Sebastian Show with Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco. Jimmy from Boston. Petey, I don't care if those two jogging hens are banging bass drums and ringing church bells on your porch at 3 o'clock in the morning. If you got to step outside to discuss it, you put a shirt on and you cover those chest pubes like a fucking gentleman. Ah! Oh. <laughs> Pete and Sebastian show. We're back. I'm Pete Corielli. Of course, we got Mr. Sebastian Maniscalco. How's it going, my man? Well, I touched on this right before the cast. I didn't know if I wanted to like get into it, but you said you had some some uh, yeah something to add. I feel like a lot of men would would relate to this with, with uh, especially with daughters and moms, you know. So I got a five-year-old, I got a three-year-old, right? And uh, I, generally speaking, I'm trying to figure out like what activities I like to do with my family that brings me enjoyment, all right? Right. I like kind of mundane things. For example, I love taking my kids to the grocery store. Putting them in the cart, and we're bouncing around the grocery store, you know, feeling pear, feeling pears, strawberries. What's this? What's that? Look at the fish eyeball. The whole thing. It's great. Make it fun. Yeah. Uh, I like in. I like times in the car, just going for a ride, bouncing around. Right. 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 What I am having trouble doing is like Lana loves arts and crafts right she's an artist she right. she grew up with an art room where they went in there and they made whatever the fuck they made right see you grew up like me right An art room that just meant clear the kitchen table put some newspaper down we're gonna color for a fucking half hour you know art room we didn't need no art room where I grew up <laughs> They had a room specifically for, like, art projects. Sure. Yeah, no, I hear you. It, I can't tell you how many times I wanted to paint. I had no room, bro. I was furious. <laughs> and on top of that, you know, Lana comes from a family where if there was an art project at school, like, her mom got involved and they all, like, Right. They all got together and they made whatever they were gonna make for the school project. I I got I got an art project and my mom's like, let me call my cousin to see if we could borrow whatever they made. You know what I'm saying? I think I think you got an uncle that's an architect. We can get these certain markers, right? Right? Lana's making shit with a school calls and goes, uh, "Listen, your daughter's not coming home with this because if you don't mind, we're gonna auction it. If you don't mind." <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, but like well, someone like your wife, though, you you're a young age. She probably went to draw something, and the family looked at it and said, "We're gonna need an art room." It's you're either born with that talent or you're not. Your wife had it, so you make an art room. You, me, you know right away. I, I you know, I can't draw shit. My daughter gets a satisfactory in art, and I'm like, "That's it. Walk away. You suck." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the issue. Yeah. When when it's art time or whatever, whatever activity that involves like playing, whether it be Legos, whether it be whatever the toy is, I yeah, find myself yeah. like sitting down, going, "When's this gonna be over?" Oh, oh, bro, bro. You're getting there, though. <clears throat> You're getting there because they're getting older. But it's, bro, it's insane, right? I mean, the other day, 
Sadie did good in class on something, and she goes, can we play a board game tonight? And Jackie goes, yeah, we can. And I go, no, I don't want to. That's literally what I said. <laughs> Fucking kid got an A on a math, and I don't want to play a goddamn uh, game. It's well, painful. That's another thing. I don't like, I don't like, oh, let's bring out shoots and laugh. I don't want to play shoots and ladders, man. <laughs> right, right, right. Then they roll the dice. The dice go all over. Here we go. What are we doing with this shit, man? You know, that's why I had two of you play with each other. Why am I here? Right? Well, you bring up a good point here, and I'm bringing this up because I'm like, is it is it a male thing? Because it, from what I'm looking at, it seems like mothers are a lot more patient and enduring when it comes to taking time to quote unquote play and i look at fathers are going i don't want to do i don't want to glue macaroni to a piece of paper <laughs> un- right. unless right. unless it's going to make us money you know like <laughs> <laughs> I mean, driving around the supermarket with the kids in the car ain't making money either. No, but, you no, know, no. It's, it's, but I hear what you're saying. You're out there. You're... Listen, do you feel when Lana's doing an art project with the kids, do you feel that you could easily start an activity that would make them both hop out of the art stool and like want to come over and do whatever you got going? No, that's what I'm saying. I'm lacking. They're locked in. They love it. I'm not saying them. I'm saying me. Like, I ain't, like, jumping and hop, chomping at the bit to, like, put a smock on and start throwing right. paint on a canvas, right? I, I hear you, but, like, Sadie and Jackie do a lot of art projects at the table. It's usually make a special card or over Christmas they were putting stuff, uh, rice in a sock to make these things. And I'll be in the office, and it always ends up with Jackie yelling, uh, you're not doing it right, you're not paying attention. And, like, recently they were doing something. I think it might have been Easter stuff. And I go out there, and I go, Jack, she's not into this shit. She's not into it like you. And every time you make it, everybody knows she didn't make it because it's fucking really good. So it's like, what are you doing? Either you make it, or, you know, you're going to get a half-involved kid. And, by the way, Shady will be doing something, and then, like, I'll be on the side with the dog. All I got to do, like, I'll start to chase the dog, and the dog runs away. You know, Sadie hops right off the kitchen counter, and Jackie's like, and comes to play with the dog. And Jackie's like, you know, you're interrupted. I go, she's not into this shit. But your kids are, bro. That's They got that line of blood. I'm, I'm all for them being into it. My question is. Right. That's a mom thing, bro. Let it be a mom thing. Okay, here's another thing. Give, give, give me a take on this. Lana makes this um, this birthday cake for Serafina every year, and it's you cut it open, and it it, it overflows with like sprinkles, sprinkles right? We, we saw that. We stole that. I loved that. Yeah. Okay. So, couple. I don't know. Say three or four weeks ago, Cruz was like, "Daddy." I want you to make me that cake. He want he wants me to make him that cake. I said, okay, I'll make you the cake. Okay, well, his birthday's today. Right. Yes, yes. What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> Yesterday came around, right? Yeah. I don't feel like making a fucking cake, right? Now, when's his birthday? Today? Yeah. So I told Lana. Awesome. I told Lana, I go. She goes, you going to make the cake? I go, make the cake. I go, fucking buy the cake. She goes, she goes no, he wants you to make it. I go, he's three. Right. I just tell him I made it while he was at school. <laughs> I, bro, why, I don't even know why you can't just tell him daddy don't make sprinkle cakes. <laughs> I, I, just, I don't do that, son. I'm sorry, you know? It's not going to be the first time I'm going to be letting you down. So, you know, ask your mother. She's right there. That's her thing. You want to kick a soccer ball? 
I'm right here for you. You want a fucking sprinkle kick? Talk to mommy. Guy, what are you doing? Don't you got to get out of L.A. You got to get out of there. You got to get You're even contemplating. You're feeling guilt because you didn't make a cake full of sprinkles? It's my my wife last night. She's like, all right, let's, I'll make the cake together. I'm like, oh, God. You know, we're, we're going to get... <laughs> you know, we got the... I, listen, my I, I'm not I, I'm not a patient man, bro. You know, you, yeah. you you got kids like mixing stuff and there's shit flying everywhere. I start getting I start getting hot, and I want to. I did a sidestep. I did a I did a yeah. I did a sidestep out of the cake making, uh, and I started making yeah. dinner for the kids. You know, I'm a figure. I figure. Let me go over to the stove. Start making a little pasta and a little sauce, and get them going for dinner. And and let Lana do the cake. So we did the layers last night, and then Lana this morning's like, "Are you gonna finish the cake?" I go, "I don't. What the fuck? I don't know how to do it." I'm not saying to you. I'm saying you. You. Yeah. Meanwhile, I guarantee your wife is on a phone with a friend going. You know, he thinks he's getting out of fucking cake. I ain't making this cake without him. Right now, he's down there. I. I swear. I'll I'll wait till eight thirty tonight. I am not making. Oh yeah. You know, I know what you want to say. You want to say. Can you make the cake and just say, Daddy made the cake? I mean, can you do that for me? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that's, yeah. Oh, I, that's, fuck, man. oh, man. That is, that's, uh. <laughs> so, where are we at with the cake now? Is she waiting for you to do the sprinkles after the cast? Cake's made. She did the cake. Now, the thing is, did you tell, did you tell Caruso yet that you made the cake? Well, he was with us making the cake yesterday, and now today, today while he's at school. Oh, there's another thing I got to get into with the school. Oh, you were making it with your boy. I didn't know that. I thought he was at school. Nah, and he was gonna come home. No, with... he, well, he's ma- ah. We were making it with him, and then uh. we finished it off while he's at school today. Right? Okay. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Let me. I'm gonna throw another curveball at you. Today's the last day of school. Awesome. For them, for them, you know, man. I'm happy for the kids. That's all. I know it's like hell for us, but I get Last day of school. He's in what they call a toddler program, which is basically finger paints, you know, playing with sand, right? All right. Ser- right. Serafina is in preschool, going to go to kindergarten. Okay. So Lana's like, oh, it's their last day of school. And she's been, she's been like building up the last day of school, right? And she's getting right. like sentimental about it. And last day of school, and I'm going. Right. They're going back next week for summer camp. Right. 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 You know, it's not like they're, they're throwing the books in the garbage can on the way out, right, bro? I mean, come on. Yeah. It starts with pre-K. I'll give yeah. you pre-K. There's no, there's no, there's no hats going up in the air with a tassel. We're not going to college. Yeah. He's, he's moving from sand to a small chair. I mean, <laughs> oh god, I know. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, that's Lana, though. That's Lana. When they graduate college, you guys are going to jet to Paris and toast. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just saying, I, I told her in the car, I go, I don't mean to be insensitive, but I don't I don't know what the whole hoopla is about. I go, they're starting summer camp Monday at the same school. She's like, well, no, it's, it's the last time he's going to be in this classroom, last time with the teachers. He's had a mask on the whole time. How much do they know him? You know, <laughs> right, right. He's not even gonna remember being in this place. <laughs> I took Sadie to Disney World. I'm like, remember this? Remember that? And she's like, not really. I, I'm something about a monorail. I'm like, holy shit, fucking five grand, and you're going something about a monorail. <laughs> so, so I mean, what with Lana? Oh, you know, I mean, man. it's too. You got, you got to put your foot down, especially because, like you said, back there Monday. Monday. They don't even know. They're going to think that your mom got a date confused, you know? Like, like, oh, how embarrassing. Mom thought it was over and then it's still going Monday. <laughs> you know? Oh, what? God. Uh, so, so what is, uh, what are they going back for anyway? What is that about? What, what's the, what is the difference? There's nothing. It's, it's, 
It's school in the There's summer. There's no learning now when they go back. Now it's just fun, right? It's school in the summer. It's, it's you know, it's a place to go. They make arts and crafts and, uh, you know. Right. Uh, See some friends yeah, for a few hours. That's all it is. Right. So That's great. That's good. The, the whole dilemma for me is trying to find activities that I could participate in that I'm not yeah. bored out of my skull, you know, five minutes into the damn thing. Yeah, I know. Well, it's also as this cast goes on through the years, you know, you see in a good way, I'm the same way with my dad. But, you know, in a lot of ways, you got your dad in different clothes. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> you, start to, you, you start to remember things. You go, oh, right, my dad didn't like doing that either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The beauty of it is, you know, I don't know if you have it anymore, but as far as the two angels you got now, they get older, and pretty soon, like, Sadie's sliding into right now just being like a bud. I mean, still my daughter, but yeah, yeah, bringing yeah. way more to the table as they get older, you know? So you're almost done with that that aspect of it. Yeah, but, no, uh, I got to get out of this Lego stage, bro. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't oh. like doing Legos when I was a boy. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> And now all of a sudden I'm supposed to like Legos as a 50-year-old man? <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> I wasn't into Legos either. They would, they, they never stuck together. And sh- I liked Lincoln Logs. I liked Lincoln Logs. But, uh, yeah, the Lego, the Lego shit. And then you go to a friend's house and they made, like, a spaceship out of it. I'm like, you're a fucking weirdo. What are you doing sitting here all day making this shit? I didn't do any of that. I never made the Lego. I made, like, the Legos that, like... You know, like I, I made a, like a little house, but I didn't like follow uh, a, a map. You know, like you're saying, right. like where the kid makes a whole city out of Legos. I yeah, yeah. I made a hut with a car outside, <laughs> and you winged it. You winged it. Yeah, right? I winged it. You got yeah. You ever do that though? When you're a kid, you you go to someone else's house like that. That's when I like I didn't even have Legos, so I go somewhere else, and, and in my head I'm kind of let's see, let's see what these things are all fucking about. You know, and you play in some kid's room with some toy, and almost in your head you're like, oh god, thank god I didn't pull the trigger and ask for that from Santa. <laughs> that shit sucks. Well, I did that with a buddy of mine had Dungeons and Dragons. That whole thing. Oh man, you, you, you want to talk about nerd? He goes, you want to yeah. come over and play Dungeons and Dragons? I'm like, oh, maybe this is like, you know, you, so, you, you get a sword and you fight in the basement or yeah. something. And then, he whips, right, he, right. and then he whips out these, like, these books. And he's like, all right, we're going to do that. Hey, books. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is that? I never did it. So what do you do with it? You, 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 you read and, like, follow a story? Yeah, like a map and you pick up. <laughs> Anything that involved reading, I'm like, I ain't doing this reading. <laughs> yeah, I didn't read without a teacher in front of me uh, oh. until I was about 22 years old, man. You're very gifted. They, they made some good games back then. But, you know, yeah, don't, yeah, you're trying, bro. You're trying to be a participant. I'm trying, bro. I'm just I'm just trying to find my lane. Um, I, I think we got a sidestep here, and, and, and I know we got people on video watching this going, when the hell are they going to mention the merch you have on right now? <laughs> Billy Joe, baby. Oh. Take us through. Basically, I will say this to anybody in America if you get a chance, you gotta see Billy Joel in Madison Square Garden. The guy is a national treasure. He's never sounded so good. It was one of the greatest nights of my life, bro. bro. I I thought Sadie, oh, I got my kid. How's this gonna play out, dude? I had uh, I had four beers and I had my vape one hitter. I'm arm and arm at the end with my daughter singing piano, man. I'm like, are you, are you my date? <laughs> Jackie was singing along. She looked stunning. We had a oh, it was just great. And our seats. It's so funny, you know, because my my buddy who got the seats for me, my booking agent, Philip, he goes. Oh, someone else he knows who works with someone goes, you listen to the latest cast, they're talking about the seats, it's hilarious. So he listened and he was like, I didn't even know where they were sitting here, but, you know, we usually have good seats for you guys, you know. So uh, 
our seats, dude, I'm not even kidding. It was as if you walked through the whole arena empty, pretending you had a nine-year-old girl with you and tried to figure out where it would be best. That's where you would have sat us. <laughs> it was uh, up just a little right by the piano. And before the show starts, the piano, though, the side we're on, we're not even on the side, but like on an angle. Jackie goes, oh, his back's to us. I go, look at the floor. The piano spins. Oh. And once he sees us rocking on this side, he's going to keep it all way most of the time. Uh, dude, he comes out. It's so crisp. He's so. And Sadie was, we, we both got T-shirts. You know, she put hers on. She got one with Christy Brinkley on the back. She tied a knot with it. She was so excited. I went in the men's room and changed into mine, and, and we just, Every song, Sadie's rocking out. She knew all the words. All the adults kept looking over and, how does she know this is unbelievable? And here's the best, right? <clears throat> at the end, I have two things to tell you. First, at the end, Billy Joel usually does an encore and plays Piano Man. And you all arm and arm and everyone sings and then like, you know, that's it. Not arm and arm with strangers. Uh, but in this case, he ended with Piano Man. And then when he went to do his encore, you know, you look over and Sadie was tired. Now it was like close to 11 and it was loud. Everyone's cheering like crazy. And he comes back out and he's going to do, he starts up, but we didn't start the fire. And we're like, you want to hear this say? And she's like, it's, it's okay, one, you know. Um, but she really wanted to hear Piano Man and we just did. And we're like, you tired? You want to go? And she's like, yeah, if you don't. And we're like, boom, we just bolted up the steps then at the garden, you got to go down no matter where you're sitting, all these stairs. And as we're going down, it's no one, no one there. We're coming out. Even security hands us a more. They have leftover popcorn. They're like, take one for the girl. And we're going down. And you hear the song, and you're like, just go, just go, just go, just go. Uh, and Sadie's going, wait up, guys, wait up, to me and Jackie. And then we run out. We get out of the garden, run right over to 8. The cab is coming. I go round, out into the traffic. I wait. Boom. We're in it. We're gone. As <laughs> soon as we get in the cab, Jackie looks over at Sadie and goes, you have no idea how crazy that would have been five minutes from now. Sadie, you have no idea. You have no idea how insane this is what we just did. It was beautiful. Oh, what a nice exit, man. It's always nice to get out before yeah. that, that 20,000 people rush out of there. A uh, couple questions on this. Opening act. Yeah. No opening act, but that's something I want to talk to you about with your opening act. Um, so, oh, by the way, first of all, the only song he did was at one point Billy goes, I mean, I was going to do this song, and he has no he does no politics, no nothing. It's just pure fun. And he goes, but maybe I should do the other song. And everyone everyone knows the other song is going to be something we'd want, like a hit. Well, I'll do the, I'll, I'll do the, I'll do the first song I was going to do. And he does this song, Modern Woman, which, you know, it's all right. It's not that good of a song. And as he's doing it, it was unbelievable, bro. Because he's so good and you don't want to miss so many songs that when it is a song that you don't like, you would have thought the building was on fire. As soon as he starts in the Modern Woman, everybody's going to piss. Everybody, everybody, you know. Oh, and as wow. a performer, you know as well as I do, you ever start a bit that's got some length to it? And you know no one's into it. You're not, and in your head you're like, I gotta fucking plow through this goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> and he plays the whole thing, and then when he finishes, he goes, "Yeah, should have did the other one. Won't be doing that one again anytime soon." And everyone's like, "Yeah," and then we're back on track, and it was awesome. Oh, wow. now I don't know. This is pertaining to your opener. No, Billy Joel never has an opener. He always starts on time. Lights go down. He comes out, hits the piano, and you just chills. Now, with you, you were mentioning opera and maybe doing that route. I know you were probably joking, but when you were saying having an, uh, to start your shows, which, by the way, being in the garden and seeing all that and knowing that I do a show with a guy who sells that out, it's like... <laughs> It's crazy to even think about that. My mind kind of goes, fuck. So, I mean, unbelievable. I don't know if you could ever put on a mask and walk around before your show starts, but it would blow <laughs> your mind. <laughs> yeah. Blow your mind to be all the way up there going, holy shit, these people, I can't thank them enough. Um, Billy Joel has a guy in his band named Mike Del Judas. Really talented singer and musician from Long Island. Used to do his own 
Billy Joel band called Big Shot that he was the lead in, uh, which kind of people told Billy about him. Anyway, became friends. Now, I know Mike a bit, uh, met him a few times because he's really good friends with Kevin James. So he's been out on the set of uh, our show. I think he was even on an episode. But anyway, he plays in Billy's band, but he also sings opera. And I don't know where you're at right now with uh, something, being able to watch something. But if you Google Mike Del Judas, uh, like Billy Joel opera, the, you can listen to any of them, but there's one from Wembley Stadium. He does, I can't pronounce it right, Dom Nesoma or something like that? Nosendama or something? Mm. You would know it if you heard it. So whenever Billy Joel plays, he sings back up and he plays and all this. But then at one point, Billy Joel plays piano and this guy, Nassim Dwarner, I think it's something like that. It's two-minute opera. You've got to watch it. Fucking chills. I, standing ovation when he's done. It's just one light on him. You see the spit coming off his mouth when he's hitting them Italian notes. And that Italian, bro, like they could be saying... I went to the deli, you know, but it just sounds so fucking beautiful. And then a standing ovation, and I turn to Jack, and I go, oh, Sebastian's got his opera guy. <laughs> you listen to this two-minute song when he's done, and the police gives a standing O, lights go out, you come out, boom! <laughs> oh, God. Well, yeah, man. When when Billy Joel comes out, in the beginning of the show, is he come out in, in complete darkness, and then next thing you know, you find him at the piano, or like, what's the entrance on this thing? Right, the light, the lights go dark. Not a lot of bells and whistles. Lights go dark, but right before that, one white floodlight hits the piano like three times in a row to let you know it's about to start. And the music stops, and you can he's all in black, but you can see him walking out there if you're close enough. You know, and you see him, and he sits down. Boom, light hits him, and he goes right into Miami 20175. You know, I've seen the lights go out on Broadway, and that piano is just coming, popping from all over. And then he just rips into that. Uh, some lights and stuff, but no bells and whistles, man. None of it. Just rock and roll. Wow. And you know every song, dude. You know, like, uh, 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 she's always a woman to me. Oh, she takes care of herself. You know that one, right? No. You don't know that. That's, that's like crazy. I got to get into this guy a little bit more. Uh, yeah. I only know a few songs of him. I, you know, listened to him growing up. And then I, I, growing up, the whole thing with Billy Joel was like, my God, this guy. This guy was married to Christy Brinkley, and at the time, I was like, how the hell? Is he that good of a piano player? How did he rope this woman in, right? They didn't, right, they didn't, right, they didn't right. necessarily look like a, like a couple. Am, am I off? I, geez, I, I, Billy Joel couldn't even hit on my mother in 1975. <laughs> 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 Let alone Christy Brinkley. Well, what, you know what I'm saying? What's with the Christy Brinkley t-shirt? We made Chrisley Brinkley T-shirt. Well, there's a Sadie's favorite song, "Being Nine Years Old" by Billy, is "Uptown Girl," and Christy Brinkley is in that video. It's a famous video, oh. and she gets on the back of his motorcycle and stuff. Right. So it's a picture of Christy Brinkley with her legs crossed in the back of a motorcycle with Billy Joel. Oh, gotcha. Perfect gotcha. for a nine-year-old. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, yeah, he was playing. He was on vacation at a piano. There was a piano. And he was at some on some island with a couple of friends. And she was with, I want to say, Ellen McPherson, but she was with another supermodel. She was on vacation. Uh, so Billy went and played some tunes in the piano bar to impress her. And she, she didn't even know who he was. Someone else had to be like, that's like one of the biggest rock stars in America right now. And he's a funny guy. And he's a rock star. So they were married for 10 years, you know? Is he, so, is he a, one daughter. Is he a rock star, though? Bro, I'll end this podcast, whatever you call it right now. Are you kidding me? This guy is a legend yeah, but of rock and roll. Well, you thinking... I'm thinking rock... Bam, like ACDC, like... Yeah, I'm thinking rock and roll is like, you know, Rolling Stones. And this guy plays the piano. Like, right. This guy's like a, like Elton John. Yeah, I should... That's why you, you're making a very good point. That's... It's... It's more rock and roll. 
You know, you got to add the roll, like Elton John, Billy Joel, they're rock and roll. That's like soft rock and roll. You know what I mean? It's a little, it's not totally fucking Gordon Lightfoot, but it ain't the Stones. Yeah. You're right. As far as the type of music. Gotcha. But I love it. It's piano, a lot of piano ballads, just beautiful, man. And then there's some tunes that, you know, rock out and go fast. I mean, so what would, like Michael Jackson, you might be able to call him... Pop rock. It's pop. Right? He's like pop rock. It's pop. What? Not pop rock. Pure pop? Pop. There ain't no pop rock. It's pop. Mm. Pop music. As you think some of Billy Joel's songs are a little poppy. I, I, I'll, go, I'll go even a step Uptown further. Uptown girl. <laughs> Sucks. I'll go a step further. With my, Michael Jackson, in my opinion, created his own genre of music. It's not even pop. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. It's a, I, I agree. It's a league of its own, bro. It really is. <laughs> did you know, like, I don't know how well you know the inside stuff about Michael, like, as far as music, but, like, you know when he did Beat It? I read this in the David Lee Roth bio. There's, you know, there's this great, you know, guitar in Beat It, the song, and especially a solo, and it's Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. I, I, did you know that? Yeah. And did you know, did you ever hear a story about how David Lee Roth found out that's when he knew the band was over? No. Was that he was in a 7-Eleven parking lot, and Beat It came on, and he was like loving the song and stuff, and then he heard the guitar, and he was like, fucking somebody stealing Eddie's fucking sound. So he called Eddie right away and said, dude, somebody's playing your guitar and Beat It, like totally what you, and he's like, yeah, that's me. He goes, what do you mean it's you? He goes, yeah, no, I went in and I did some stuff with Mike. And David Lee Roth was like, that's when I knew. All right, he's getting <laughs> bored with Van Halen. Wait a minute, man. Or at least with me. <laughs> yeah, well, well, Van Halen was still Van Halen after David Lee Roth left. They brought in Hagar. Yeah, but, yeah, they were. But that's when he kind of knew that, you know, he was kind of done playing guitar with me, seemingly. Uh, he's already, you know, going going over to do Michael. and. Yeah. Yeah, why? Why have we not even spoke about reading the David Lee Roth biography? Where did that come? Oh out? man, crazy from the heat, bro! One of the best bios I ever read in my life. Oh my god, I read it a while. I must. I think I told you the story on the cast about him going to the Amazon River and that whole story. I told you that. I don't. You, you wouldn't remember that. I don't think so. I don't think he told me at all. Amazon River. Yeah, he's he. David Lee Roth was like this wild guy when the band wasn't out there. He liked to like when he when they would go on the road. The way he would see a city is after a show, they had bicycles, and he'd get on the bicycle and ride around the city till like five in the morning with the roadie. Like he's just so adventurous. So anyway, when they were done off the road, he liked to go on these epic trips, camping and hiking. So he went to the Amazon River. And he got it just him and a guy who works with him, and they had a guide. So it was just the three of them. And he goes, we had no luxuries. We were going to be away from hiking in the Amazon rainforest, not see another soul for a, over a month. All I brought, the only luxury, was my boom box with a ton of batteries, right? He goes, because I had to have my music. So we hike in and da-da. So, and now they're at a point where they're on the river. They haven't seen anyone in three weeks. And they're in their little campsite. And then all of a sudden, they start seeing these canoes go by with natives. One, then another one with a bunch of tribesmen, you know, all from different tribes. So finally, they kind of wave one over and ask the guy, goes, where are you going? And they're like, big ceremony up the river at the so-and-so tribe. So David Lee Roth goes, so we get in a canoe, and we paddle up the river. I bring the radio. And he goes, and we get up there. And they let us into their world, and they party, and they smoke stuff. And he goes, and I've had the radio, and they love that. And he goes, we party till about 5, 6 in the morning, sun's coming up. I'm with all these tribesmen. It was just an incredible experience. Then we get back in our fucking canoe, and they're, they're, he goes, we're pretty fucked up. So when we get in it, we forgot the paddles. And as we start rowing away, we're going in the wrong direction, but we can't paddle because there's piranha. So we just got to sit there. We can't put our hands in it. We got to wait till eventually we reach the edge. Then we can climb out. About a mile later, the canoe finally made its way to the edge enough where they could get out. And then they had to take the canoe and walk a mile through the woods with the canoe back 
to their fucking campsite. <laughs> Didn't get back till eight in the morning. Bug bites everywhere. Dehydrated. And the last line of the chapter goes, but to this day, still the best goddamn party I ever been to. <laughs> That's why you read them rock bios, bro. They got crazy stories. Crazy oh, stories. Man. Did you have anything that even remotely compares to that being on the road? I mean, I think I went out to dinner and had a steak one night and came home and watched Netflix. Nowhere near a canoe ride <laughs> and the Amazon. <laughs> I can't even imagine, right? Even if, even if someone like invites me to a restaurant or something. I go, how how far is that from my hotel? <laughs> you know? And they go, well, we're going to drive you. I go, still, I'm not comfortable being out of a two-mile radius away from the hotel. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, this guy, fucking rainforest. <laughs> so. <clears throat> oh, God. She wanted to play with a doll or something, and I wasn't letting her, and she goes, that's not fair. And I go, you think you don't have a fair? You've never seen a starving kid. And I start doing Google images. Genius. Yeah. It's incorporating modern technology with old school parody. <laughs> Instead of saying there are starving kids in China, <laughs> show up. Happy Father's Day from the Pete and Sebastian Show. Uh, I had a couple guys over for the, uh, I'm into the finals this year, NBA finals. Watching the Celtics oh, yeah? and Warriors, yeah, I had a couple guys over, watch the game. Uh, I'm going to do it again tomorrow night. Um, had Caruso's birthday party over the weekend. Dinosaur theme, really pared down. I told Lana, I gave her a budget. I said, stick to this budget. We're not doing any snow hills, nothing like that. Had a nice, right. nice time. I got to tell you, though, I mean, these parties I throw, bro, I these, Jesus Christ. I think this was the best one yet. I we brought in a couple, really, yeah, you know, and and it wasn't everything extravagant. It was a couple bouncy houses, some al- yeah. some corn dogs, uh, some alcohol, and this was the hit of the party. And it was well worth the money, and it wasn't that expensive. A little reptile petting zoo. Oh, nice touch, right? <laughs> We don't need to shave the back of a camel and make it look like a dinosaur and do rides around the the, the backyard, right? Let's just little oh, little God. thing. You pay. oh, that's beautiful. So what they have in there? They have a snake. Blade? Hedgehog? No, we told them to keep the snake at home. That's all I need is a snake wrapped around a kid's neck in the middle of the yard, choking him out. Poor, see, though, know, poor snake. I mean, how many times did that happened back at the headquarters? They're like, "Not you, Bill. Sorry." <laughs> I don't mean anyone any harm. I know you don't. I know you. You're very scary. You're very scary, Bill. You don't even know how to smile. <laughs> if you had fur, you'd be coming everywhere, uh, guys. Everywhere. <laughs> uh, you guys specifically said leave the snake. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I don't need any. I don't care. I just, uh, snakes to me around kids. Forget it. Uh, so, even the lizard probably went to step back, and they were like, "No, you could come." Really? Not him. I fucking. I'm not into iguanas either, guy. I'm well, they had lizard. I don't like reptiles. Well, I'm not a huge fan of the reptile either. But it's funny. It's like you look at a uh, a lizard or an iguana. I mean, you cut the legs off this thing. It's a snake, right? Oh, man. Listen, all reptiles are fascinating. You know, but you're right. I mean, on some level, I feel like a snake, you know, uh, fucked another snake and they had a weird snake and then that's weird snake. And that's how all this shit came about. This scaly shit that's cold to the touch. All of it. Fascinating, but all of it kind of scares me. Yeah, I don't know. It's like you put feet on, you put, you get, you put feet on a snake. He's invited to the park. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. Did they even try to hit you with the, well, no, it's just a, it's just a gardener. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't, care, what I don't, it, care, I don't what care what it is. Yeah. All right? If it could wrap around my arm, keep it at home. Uh, oh, my. Hedgehog. Had a little hedgehog. And I got to tell you, the kids loved it. They were petting it. They were. They, oh, man. Talk about a time consumer. Right. Reptiles at a party, huge hit. And I went with uh, 
What if I pay cash? Got the cash discount on the reptile, right? Nice. This used to be a thing in the 80s and 90s, right? You hire anybody, they give you a price, and you go, I'm going to pay cash. And all of a sudden, the price goes down, right? Right. Because as far as the government's concerned, they were never there with reptiles. (laughs) Yeah. And you could do this with small businesses like a reptile. You could give them- just did it with my lawnmower repair. It was a 50 for the credit card, 35 with cash. That's all. Right? <laughs> That's it. Cash. That's why the government wants to get rid of cash. They can't track nah. that shit that well. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. Do I edit that out right now? There's a guy in the- Oh, God. Uh, so- You know what I'm saying. No, you know I hear I'm you. Saying. That's why- Credit card machines, too, they take 3%. That's the big reason. No, of course. As a business owner, it's a, it's a big expense to have a credit card system. So so was there a discount when you didn't want the snake, or were they like still the same price whether you go nah, the they just, I think, By the way, we'll, we'll leave it in the truck in case you change the yeah. A lot of people do. <laughs> they, they, I think they just added another lizard to the damn thing. Beautiful. Double. Let's go double lizard. You got fucking ordering a pizza. No, no, no. We don't want Cecilia, but we'll go two pep. Two pep. <laughs> so, so, uh, and then I didn't know this was coming. Lana, in addition to the, the corn dogs, ordered a fruit cart, right? Yeah, you, know, you see those guys like with that like it's almost like a metal box, and then they have like a like a window, and they have the fruit stacked up. It's like pineapple, watermelon. You know, you normally yeah. see them maybe on a on an, a freeway off ramp yeah. or at like a carnival. Mm-hmm. We got this. I've walked past them many times <laughs> without stopping. <laughs> Me too. I'm like, that's it. I don't know where that where that fruit's coming from, right? Yeah, if there's one of those fucking things, there's got to be an ice cream truck somewhere <laughs> around here. <laughs> right? oh. oh, God bless Lana, though, keeping it Cali, baby. I gotta tell you, bro, what a hit! Right, Sh- the kids out there—that's all they know—is health. <laughs> I'm serious. The food is so healthy in California. That's like ice cream. Oh, my God. They're coming away with cups of pineapple, watermelon. I'm like, my God, this is this has got to be a staple now at the house. You got to get like a fruit cart over here. Oh, oh man. Nice. I, it, nice it was man. it was such a hit. I almost thought of hiring them for the week to just hang out in the driveway. And in the morning on my way out, just grab one. Guy just oh, cutting a f- cutting a fresh pineapple in the morning as man. you as you roll out yeah. the driveway. Man, let's just tack that onto the butler to do list, guy. And let's bite the <laughs> bullet. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> you know, did Lana reach the budget, or did she come in under budget? Because you know, yeah, she stuck to the budget. It was it was stuck to it. Yeah, anyway, anyway. I, I I I like the scaled down version where everything is controllable you know what i'm saying like there's a little cage with reptiles i can handle that fruit thing yeah. you know yeah so it was not a lot what by the way what um i what is a corn dog like it's like a dough and then it's deep fried real quick yeah it's uh, it a hot dog I, yeah it's, it's a hot dog and then it's like a, a, it a hot like dog. a bat I, I don't know what the batter is i don't know if it's cornmeal or whatnot and then they they fry it and it's, I mean, the, the, the corn dogs were, were a hit with some with the French fries. Then we had a little balloon person doing balloon art, right? And um, I just don't know how you get into that. Like, I'm starting to wonder what the budget was, guys. <laughs> not that, I'm not that impressed. I think back. <laughs> uh, no, no. A lot, a lot of this stuff, it may sound like a lot. But the, yeah. the cost was very. I mean, compared to what we've done in the past, this this right, this party right. was nowhere near that. It was a fifth right. of what we've we've paid for in the past. How does how do you get into balloon art? Right. I mean, I, that is. Do do you blow that's a, do you blow up a balloon one day and go? Let me see here. I mean, like what what is the. <laughs> How do you how do you get into that? Well, I, I I 
sometimes I think when I see them doing it, it's more like, how can I make fucking money? <laughs> I can make, you know, like, I don't know. Are they, at least by the time I, I, I ever get my daughter there when they're making them and there's a line, by the time she's getting hers, it's like, they're not like overly excited to be doing it anymore. It's not like, here you go, little. It's more like. What do you want? Flower or a fucking sword? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you've seen everything by the time you get up there, right? It's not like you get right. up there and they make a, uh, you know, a bow and arrow, uh, and then the next one is a sunflower. It's like, it's on repeat. But kids love that. Good time. Yeah, I know, but I'm, I'm with you. I don't know how they feel about it, bro. That's a really good question because... I'm having a problem with that in general a lot lately. I'm having I'm having a problem enjoying myself. Like we did a bus tour where you double deck a bus tour in the city. I'm having a problem enjoying myself when I can't stop thinking that the person who I'm paying to do whatever they're doing doesn't want to be doing it. It's ruining my good time. <laughs> and like the balloon thing. Even if the person's smiling in my head, I'm like, oh God, this guy doesn't want to be doing this <laughs> shit. I feel terrible. Even though you're paying and stuff, right? Why did, it's a weird thing. Did you feel the guy on the double decker tour bus was disinterested and not motivated to giving a, a well rounded tour? Well, he was. They were, They just give headphones. He was a driver, but there's this incredibly long line. And at one point, we're waiting, and I say something, and this guy comes over. Was like, I think he was like from Senegal because I worked with a guy at the hotel from Senegal. And he was very polite, and he's like, "You got to stay here," and da da da. And in my head, I'm like, this guy is probably a jeweler in Senegal with a nice life. Now he's fucking in Times Square telling this fucking asshole to step in line. You know, I mean, the vent is blowing shit up on him. You know? And you're like, and I know we all need to work, but I feel terrible. You know? Jackie's like, he's getting paid. I go, I know, but it's a dad. Fucking. <laughs> Oh, God. Then when I see someone like, you know, with a good job, in my eyes, something that you would enjoy doing, like, you know, I, we were driving in the cab and we passed these guys that had the tent set up and they were working on the street. But I go to Jackie, uh, oh, they got a nice setup with the tent and you see how they got the igloo water there, man, they're fucking tightened up nice. It's just like, why do you, how do I do, man? So... But the balloon guy, you know, you got to love that. You got to love that because you ain't making a lot of money doing that. No, no, no. It was, um, it was good. Good party. And the way I, I, I rate the party in my own head is what I call party retention, right? Really? What is that? And that means if the party starts at 11, you look around at 132 o'clock and you still got the party there you know it's almost like uh, if you equate it to like a billy joel concert nobody's right. like nobody's leaving because there's a bad song you know what i'm saying they're, yeah they're staying yeah. but here here's the deal and i want to get your take on this is the birthday cake signify the end of the party once they bring out the birthday cake, sing happy birthday, and you get a piece wow. of cake, do you in your head go, it's over? That's interesting. It's definitely coming to the end, but at least the ones I've been to around here, it's we open up the gifts, like if it's a kid's party, from the other kids to the person whose birthday it is. That's how they do it. And you open them up, and then then it's after you open up the gifts, and the kids go back to play. You're like, there's nothing back there. Driveways that way. They don't open up the gifts out here. Really? You drop off the gift at the table, and that's it. Kids, kid opens the gifts when the people aren't even home, which I kind of agree with because. You ever go to a gift thing? Hey, this one's from that, that, that. And then they got a comment going, yeah. we know you love dinosaurs because of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. But, uh, I, and you have adults giving gifts too, right? Because you have adults at the party. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, we have I'm, adults bringing their kids. 
But uh, well, this I like because at least what happens with these kids is they like picked what they got for the person with their mom in the store, so they want to see the per the kids' reaction yeah, to what yeah. they got them. But um, it, it definitely adds to the party. But the other thing it does is definitely puts a the end on the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It buttons it up. But again, so like. How how long was the party supposed to go to per se? Well, like I, just till whenever? I had eleven to two on the invitation, right? But to me, it's like two ain't a, a hard out. Two o'clock to me on an invitation is come before two because that's when the food is going to be served. You know, if you said eleven and and didn't put an end time, then people go, oh, okay, I'll show up at three. And then they might go, where's the food? I'm, then I'm like, it was here at 11. You know, like, we're not going to have right. hot dogs for eight hours. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I would, you know, I told people, stay. Stay into the night. I don't care. We're here. You know, but yeah. people, you know, oh, we got to go home. And, and one guy came up, the class move, man, class move. Guy came up to me and goes, I got to thank you. For inviting us, I said, right, no, no, no problem. He goes, you know, uh, I struggle with things to do, you know, on the weekends with my kids. You know, you know, we're talking about arts and crafts and this. And he's like, you know, it's like there's only so many times you can go to the beach or go to the park. It's nice to come to a birthday party and you know, like a reptiles, like this. And I go, bro, stay as long as you want. Because the beauty of this is the adults get to have a beverage while the kids play. You know, it's like, it's like having a day right. off. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 yeah, I do. Totally. I mean, we belong to this, like, club. We uh, pay um, a fee every month because they have a pool. Because we're not going to get a pool because Sadie will be in the backyard playing Marco Polo with her invisible friend, <laughs> man. You go to a place like that, you know. I mean, there's nothing better than seeing your kid occupied. Yes. Without you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, this is what's changed over the years. And I think we touched on this a little bit before that I didn't have my dad or mom to like play with. I was in the living room alone. Yeah. Playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or maybe messing with your older sister a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, younger sister. Yeah, just. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, what am I saying? But yeah, my sister was older. But yeah, but exactly. And when your dad played with you, was it like a big deal? Oh my god, to my, you? My, my dad came home. We used to play football uh, in in the living room. He used to get on his knees yeah. and and and, yeah, and tackle me. Yeah. So yeah, when he played with me, it was like it was like oh, this is like this never happens now. It's like I'm there every day with the Legos, arts and crafts, the the, the, the matchbox cars. When I play with him, he's probably looking at me going, don't you got anything to do? Right? Then, this, then you got to also worry about the fact that you love the film Rocky, but if you watch it too many times, you're not going to love it anymore. You're losing your, like, Possessed, like it's dad's here. Now it's like dad's fucking here. <laughs> yeah, you, you almost want like a Santa Claus type reaction when dad comes in to play. Like, oh my god, this is this is like a un yeah. it's like a unicorn. We don't we we don't see this ever. Remember, remember when you were a kid. In the summertime, like your dad would be barbecuing, and you ever have them like the meats cooking, and he put the he put the tongs down to like come over and kick a ball for five minutes till the chicken's done. <laughs> that was like unbelievable. Oh my god, the chicken's not done. Dad's playing. Dad's playing. That was it. <laughs> then once the chicken's done, he kicks the ball. Come on, Dad. I gotta, I gotta finish this chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then my mother said it was burnt. They fought. We ate it. The fucking night was over. Oh shit! Oh, but if it was, you'll make it. You're, you're, you're dumping fucking sprinkles into this batter after the cast. Fucking. <laughs> I got. I got to set some parameters here, Brand. This is this is ridiculous. How access? How accessible I am. <laughs> 
Even with the parties, bro. You're like Willy Wonka open 24 hours. After a while, they're just walking right past Gene Wilder. Like, where's the fucking chocolate? You know? You're having too many parties. You almost got to shut it down and have them walk past the house going, what are they planning? It's been four weeks. Oh, are you God. getting away? You and the family going on a, some kind of epic vacation while you're on vacation? No. Or just staying home? No. What about the pool? Is that being no, done? It's being, we're not going to have a pool this summer. We're redoing it. So, uh, are they, have they started? They started. It's, it's, you know, this is a whole nightmare, too. When you redo anything in the house, whether it be your bathroom, your kitchen, your pool, you know, oh, you got the, the tile. They drop off the tile. Like, they, they, they put all the tile down, right? It's stone, you know, for the yeah. pool. And this one, this is this color. This one's light gray. It's dark gray. This one's got a little shine. This one. So I go, I like this one, Talana. And she goes, yeah, yeah, I, I like that one. And the guy's like, all right, just like live with it for a little bit. And I go, what, what do you mean live with it? I go, just, just, that, that. I, I plan on living, living with it after you fucking put it down. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, no, like spend the weekend with it. I go, what do you like, spend the weekend with it? Well, I have a cup of coffee with it. <laughs> he goes. That's what he means, though, right? Have an espresso. Put your foot on it. Yeah. See how your foot looks next yeah, door, right? Yeah, he's like, you know, like, look at it at different times of the day, how the sun hits it. And, 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 and when it gets really hot, you know, put your foot on it. See if it, you know, it's, it's really hot. And Lana's like, yeah, let's live with it a little bit. I'm like, pick it, put it in. <laughs> let's start swimming. <laughs> <laughs> So you gotta the punches there as he's going. Put your foot on it for a couple of days. Is anybody busy? Is anybody busy but me? This fucking guy thinks I got time to rub my foot on this shit for four days. And then you go right there, that's put it, it in, and let's start swimming, baby. Oh god! And that's just the tile, bro. What do you get into the coping? Oh. I want you to rub your hand on it for a month. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> So, that's what we're dealing with over here, man. It's great to have Dad home, though. I'm sure the kids are psyched. Dad is home. Um, That's all I got, man. You got anything, any loose ends over there? I just want to ask you one question. Yeah. Because I went to soccer last week with with Jackie. When you're there with Lana, does... Does Lana ever yell stuff out to the kids, like to what to do, like oh get the ball, like anything like that? Or she just watch? It's it's uh, they're they're three, bro. So it, they're not like get it, you know. They're 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 running. Okay, you know. There's there's no like get the ball. It's like oh Caruso made a goal. Oh, and then we go back to talking. You know, it's like uh, every, oh, okay. Every, we want some while you glance yeah, up to yeah, just yeah. see if your kid's still there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so well, Sadie is you know being nine now. She's at the age where she comes off, she's frustrated with her teammates, and I go, "You didn't score. You're not doing anything. Uh, well, you have no right to say anything, right?" So we're trying to teach her and stuff. Now, at one point, I listen diving, swimming, stuff like that. Jackie, I get it. So at one point, you know, we tell her, "You got to keep going. You just stick your foot in. You got to plow through and go." So at one point, she's out there, and Jackie yells. Sadie, say, say, when you kick it, they're going to kick it right back, so get ready to kick it again. I, I, I couldn't bite my tongue. I go, all, all right, Jack. And she goes, what? How come you could say stuff, but I can't? I go, because what, what, what are you saying? What, they're going to kick it back, so kick it again? <laughs> Fucking soccer. She knows what I mean. If you don't, so my question is, you think, you think I'm, could you, would you do that with Lana? Like, say, if you're going to yell soccer stuff, it's got to be on point. You can't just, like, miss, if you're given wrong direction, I'm going to correct you. What I would say is, like, listen, do I talk during arts and crafts? <laughs> There's the perfect summation of this, man. Right? I mean, no just, shit. Do I lean over and go, you should go with the fluff cut, the rough cut, right? Stay in Bro, your I lane. I love hanging with you. I love hanging with oh, you, man. Good times, good so times. Fun. We got to thank everybody at the Pete and Sebastian show. Again, we are on Patreon. And uh, by the way, I posted the, the Savant video up there. Uh, people wanted to see the hanging. The hanging hand. He plays the piano. 
I actually asked oh, yeah. I asked permission from the parents if it's okay to put oh, their wow. kid up there because I, I, you know, the kid's 11 years old. I didn't want to like assume assume they want him uh, out there. They not only said yes, but the teacher goes, I got a better video. So they gave me like professionally done video up on Patreon. Five bucks a month, Pete and Sebastian. Extra show a month. <laughs> behind the scenes. Behind the scene footage. There you go. See the next young Liberace at 11. <laughs> right? You saw him here on the Pete and Sebastian show first. <laughs> Great acting, right, brother. Right, take care. Thanks again for hanging, guys. Quick reminder, July 7th, 8th, and 9th, I'm coming back to Phoenix, baby. Stand up live. July 7th, 8th, and 9th, I will be there. I hope you can make it out. going to have some fun. On vocals and guitar, it's Mike Del Judas. The show has ended. A buddy of mine had Dungeons and Dragons. That whole thing. Oh, man. You, you, you want to talk about nerd? <laughs> <laughs>